0: I'm Elaine Shannon. I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast where we inspire and empower you to connect more soulfully to yourself.
1: In this episode of Soul Sister Conversations we speak with Kim Osipchuk of Axel Gardens about the power of gardening. She inspires us to return to the earth by making gardening simple. She reminds us that growing even a small amount of food has a great impact on your physical and mental well-being as well as reducing your carbon footprint. Gardening is easier than you think.
0: Good morning Dana. Good morning Elaine. Well it's another lovely day here at your home studio in Rosse. Eh? Yes and another fabulous guest for our Summer Soul Series as uh, it continues. I'm pretty excited. And I'm excited because for the Summer Soul Series this is a great topic uh, that relates to summer. We're going to be talking about gardening and connecting to the earth today. So our guest today, Kim Asipchuk. ...is the
1: owner and operator of Axel Gardens, which aims to educate, inspire, and empower clients to explore the joys and possibilities of growing their own food at their home, school, or business. She is mom to three great kids who often struggles with two major challenges, and we're all going to say we struggle with them as well. Getting her kids to eat well and getting them to detach from technology and become more in tune with the natural world. Her passion is growing food using natural and sustainable methods welcome Kim.
2: Well thank you, thanks for having me this
1: morning. This This is is really exciting. I mean I've I've known you for a bit Kim and Mm -hmm. I got to visit your garden a while back. I was doing some location scouting and I thought okay she's doing some really cool stuff here right in the middle of of Quispamsis New Brunswick.
2: Right yes urban farming. Urban right so you're not even out out in the. No we definitely are not. We're in the center of Quispamsis right on the Quispamsis road and we're surrounded by residential property. So who are you and what do you do? (laughs) Well, uh, my name is Kim, as Elaine said, and um, I'm a biologist. Uh, My background is in biology, um, and I've been organic gardening now for 15 years. Um, The business Axel Gardens uh, was really born in 2017, and it was a few reasons that it came about. Uh, One, I had kind of reached a point in the position that I had at the University of New Brunswick, so I worked as a lab technician in the biology department for uh, 10 years. And uh, you know, for all of us, I think sometimes you reach a point where you realize that it's time for a shift, it's yes. time for a change. Um, I I knew what my passion was, which is gardening, growing food specifically, and uh, I, I thought that it was time to make the jump. So I spent some time thinking about how I can build the business so it's not just simply um, you know, growing carrots and going to market. and Because you did that for a while, did you? I did, yeah. Actually, I did that, uh, well, I, when I started 15 years ago. So I had leased some uh, property from a friend of mine on the Kingston Peninsula. And uh, I sold at the Kingston Farmer's Market and St. Andrew's Farmer's Market for uh, three seasons. And I loved it. It was fantastic. It was great to be around the people. It was a wonderful experience for me. And of the growers at the market at that time, I was uh, one of two that were growing organically. And you're certified organic, correct? I am not now, but at the time, I did receive my certification. I've since moved away from it um, only because the uh, the paperwork required is a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far which as is would be like a whole job in itself. Well, it is, right. So, and paperwork is again, that's, that's not my forte, yes. right? So, I know what I'm good yeah. at, and paperwork is, you know, I, obviously I have to do some. Yes. Um, but uh, to me, it was more about um, once my customers and people began to become familiar with how I grow and what I'm growing, it was more about making sure people understood that I am growing organically. I may not be certified, but everything that I do um, is, is sustainable and, um, and natural. Mm, that, so so what, have you always had a
0: passion for gardening? You said my passion is gardening, so have you always done it, always grew up doing it? No.
2: Why I, you took the biology degree? Yes, absolutely not. Uh, so I grew up in uh, in Ontario and uh, suburban Ontario. And there really wasn't uh, much of a garden. We had a small one, if I can remember, when I was quite young. Um, But yeah, no, I don't really have much of a background in it. Um, What happened was when I finished my science degree uh, at UNB, I got a contract um, with uh, the Organic Agriculture Centre of Canada, which at the time was based out of Toronto, Nova Scotia. And it was a six-month contract as a research assistant. And I worked on several farms around the province that were either um, conventional, that were transitioning to organic, or were already certified organic. And so I worked on uh, four farms in New Brunswick. And during that time, that six-month period, it really just hit me. So Mm -hmm. this is what... I love it. It was, you know, an epiphany. This is what I want to do. So, what about a grab you at that time? Uh well, I mean, it's it's. multitude of things but obviously uh, you know I love to be outdoors Uh, I love biology Uh, I'm a nature lover and um, learning about um, and connecting to uh, growing food really just hit me this is this is I love it this is what Mm -hmm. I want to do you know the people um, the fact that they were considering um, you know um, natural methods and organic methods to me was that that was the route that we needed to be going and so I really connected to it and grabbed onto it and uh, and it kind of took off from there mm-hmm. and that would have been back when you were doing that sort of at the forefront
1: of the organic movement would in in local gardening would you have? I would, would say, say so
2: yeah I would say so um, maybe not so much um, you know in, in British Columbia or Ontario where they tend to be a little bit ahead of us. yes um, but certainly here in New here Brunswick, in yes, the Atlantic yes, provinces, because so, right. that right. was in
1: Nova Scotia as well. Correct. So it would have been around around yeah. that time. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I did the, I did the markets and, uh, and local restaurants. Um, I even had, uh, the Algonquin resort in St. Andrews. There was a chef from British Columbia at the time, um, who connected. He, he, I don't know how he found out about me, but, um, he called me up and he said, I'll send a truck down. To come and pick up from your gardens on the Kingston Peninsula, oh, wow. and he would, yep, he would come down and uh, and pick up all the beautiful organic veggies. And so take it's them sort back of at that St. forefront Andrews. of the farm to table, right? Yes, that farm to table yes. restaurant. Exactly. We to... Yeah. Oh. So that was the beginning. Um, so since then, um, when I was reconsidering how I could kind of. Uh, incorporate and build the business um adding some educational components because over the course of 15 years you know when you're going to market of course you're having conversations with people they're asking about your produce you know I was bringing um varieties that people hadn't seen you know it's it's quite funny when you're you're talking to people who are you know kind of the older generation and they're like purple carrots you know what are these purple carrots you know and and they taste the same and they're organically grown and um and and really at that point I decided that uh it was time to maybe add an educational component because mm. people were asking questions they well what are these purple carrots or um you know well I, I'd love to have a garden uh, I don't know where to start I have no gardening experience and really I'm the perfect person to talk to because I didn't have any either it's really yeah. it's so you took what you learned and you're right and you're sharing it but it's so interesting
0: there has to be an educational component now at one time there wasn't when everybody grew their own food that's right and people knew how to make their carrots sweet and all this but now we're as you say you in your paperwork that you sent to us that people are very
2: detached from our food systems now absolutely yes yeah it's a shame so I mean at one point there would have been a majority of households had a garden in their backyard Mm -hmm. and you would have been out with your well maybe you were you know out with your grandparents and just you know spending that little bit of time out in nature together um and and they would have explained to you okay well this is this is how the the bean is grown and and you know this is where your food comes from um and we have shifted um to this reliance and dependence on industrial agriculture and our local grocery stores and we've moved away from that knowledge that to me is quite key and it's quite Mm. important and, and vital for all of us because of course we all eat Yes, you yes. know it's so. our vital. Yeah, we're just <laughs> staying we, ourselves. That's right. So uh, for for us to, you know, for me to have people asking, well, you know, I, I don't really, I'd like to have a garden. I don't know where to start. Or for me, it was also because I have three kids. I would have friends come over with their children, and you know, be in the backyard in the garden, and um, their kids would be out there. They've never seen how a green bean grows, or they had no idea. You know, they were just so completely detached that it was kind of a, a red flag for me. And I thought, you know, I, I really think that there is um, an opportunity here for mm. education and to get people more comfortable with the idea that, you know, growing food is not difficult. Everybody can start, you know, from a small point and and build from there and give yeah and what a fun
0: family activity i had a little garden that i put in on the side of my house a few years ago and i know my neighbor next door was admiring it and she asked to me one day can we turn my entire backyard into a garden i'm like oh that is way above me (laughs) i I barely can get this thing going and it's fun to watch it grow but it it felt like a lot of work so how Mm. how can it you know how what is an easy point of entry for somebody who wants to grow their own stuff cuz i think there is a lot of interest but people are overwhelmed with the idea they're like we've got jobs to start. and kids yes. and so now we right. got to go out and that's right. tend to
2: the garden and, and, and thus the dependence on the you know the industrial agriculture yes. and the grocery stores because we're so busy, busy you know yes. we're busy people and i get i'm a mom i get it you know you're going to to work activities your duty, your, yeah and then you and then the evenings you got to run to your activities and it makes it difficult to have any kind of free time and the idea of taking on a garden to a lot of people seems much too overwhelming well, because they don't they have, don't the have time time a point of reference it. there's nothing in their
1: mind that's right right that that gives them something to say this is this is going to be
2: easier than you think that's right and this is where I come in. This is yes. where I'm hoping to, in. To, to convince people. <laughs> you know, need this that. Is, yeah, it's, it doesn't have to be super time consuming and you can start very small. And I think that um, the sooner you start, the more and the quicker you'll realize that um, this, this is something that is really quite enjoyable, um, not only for yourself, but I think also for the kids. So that's something that I've really noticed and I have my kids programs and the children just love it. Um, I think when you, if you're starting small, if you want back to your question, if you want to to, um, start somewhere. To me, uh, a perennial, um, that can go out in the yard, you know, we're in Quispamsis, sis. Um, so we have huge deer pressure. So that's a big yes. problem too. I know a lot of people yeah. say, well, I'd love to, but you know, the deer, I, you know, I've put things out and they just ate it. And it was such a disappointment that I just gave up, but there are some options. Um, so things like, uh, you know, you put out some chives, well, chives you put in the ground once and it's going to come back every year. They're prolific. You can constantly harvest from chives, yes. and really, you can add chives to pretty much any dish. Yes, that's right, right. So that's an easy and feel one it to like start. an accomplished chef. And yes. feel like you're an accomplished <laughs> chef. Yeah. have got my fresh chives. That's, that's right. From the yes. That's right. And I mean, they're they're beautiful. the the, the stems are edible. The flowers are edible, um, and the little purple flowers are gorgeous. So it's, yes. a, it's a nice addition, and you can really put those in in your front flower beds. They don't, you yes. know, they don't necessarily right. they don't need have to have their a own technical special space, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the and the deer are, and going the to, deer will they not, they do not, they don't oh, touch right. chives, amen. Eat to really, chimes, the deer are. Wow, I know. We'll just let that okay, go. That's an exciting <laughs> one to know. Yeah, and another one um, in the same vein would be uh, rhubarb. So you buy your rhubarb in the spring, or if you have a friend who probably has more rhubarb than they could ever use because they're so prolific again, Um, but you can get your roots from them. So if they were to dig out roots uh, either in early spring or if they were to do that in the fall, you put in your, you can put rhubarb pretty much anywhere. And the deer won't eat it? And the deer will not eat rhubarb. Okay, I right?
0: have no, Look, I'm excited. Dana. I got two new
2: plants because <laughs> right. I
0: grew up with a gorgeous uh, rhubarb garden my grandfather had. It so it was always had fresh rhubarb and it was delicious. But again, it's the you need to have like the 8 foot 5 fence to keep the deer out. So that's a nice right. option. Right. To, so there, there and it'll grow anywhere because I have a small patch
1: in the anywhere. backyard, but I but it's not growing well. Like it's under a tree. So it's under my maple tree mm. and it's it's compact. It doesn't it hasn't spread. It's just right there now. I'm able to harvest it probably three times mm-hmm. over the summer because you, I don't, don't let it go to seed, right? So right. It grows, but it's right. not spreading like my grandfather had,
2: like Gigantic. a fifty. He had a fifty-foot <laughs>
1: length, you know, patch of rhubarb. Nanny, we had stewed rhubarb all summer. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. So probably um, it would need maybe a little more sun. So you could easily take that root and you could move oh. it. no problem. Dig it up. Dig it's my fall hole, project. Stick it in. And just put it in somewhere where it's going to get a little more light. But look at can how I exciting some, that please? is. Dani, you can have... <laughs> I'm going to make a little stewed rhubarb for our next uh, our next gathering. Right. But the,
1: th- but the thing is,
2: when
0: you can go outside and have that small win...
2: Mm-hmm. yes that's right
0: you feel accomplished well yeah and your right. motivation to keep going because i think it is disheartening when yes. deer eat it or you like, yeah you have it under your maple tree and it needs more sun we we might realize that's what simple. it is that 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 plant that's needs. right now if i plant rhubarb in the fall can i eat it next year i've heard that Absolutely. you've had to hold it
2: A year, you you can harvest it. Really? it. Oh, I'm excited, Elaine. I'm
0: coming over for that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna move that,
1: and I'm
2: gonna give you a little piece. We'll put it on our
0: our Facebook page. Watch us plant our rhubarb. I am. That's that's awesome. Right. But these are the things
1: that I think somebody like yourself, because you do consulting. Like you will meet with people and consult about. their Yeah. So tell us us about that part of your business that if people are
0: listening, they're getting excited that they can plant. I'm excited right now. (laughs) Rhubarb easily. Right. How? What do you do when someone says, "I want to get into this game"?
2: Well, um. I have three elements to consulting. So the first one would be uh, I've been working with several schools. So whether they have an established garden, they've built their garden. Oh, that's amazing. I had some teachers reach out that, you know, teachers, same as the rest of us, you know, they're so busy and they're so overwhelmed. And I personally have this new appreciation for teachers because I, I run these children's programs and I only have 12 to 14 children in a week. And wow. <laughs> it, that They're busy that, little people. They are busy little people. Um, they're curious. But, they're so curious. Yes. Yes, and, and this is what I love. very enthusiastic. Um, but the, the school consulting basically is if you wanted to if the schools wanted to set up a garden um, to be able to sit down with them and just kind of su- suggest, okay, these are, the, these are your starting points. So like anyone, you know they're in the same position where they're going, well we want to do this, we're not sure where to start. Or somebody has taken the initiative and said, we're going to build a garden, they've got things built and then now what? So this what? is where I come in. Okay, well, let's let's have a look at what we can do here um, based on space and, and what you would like to, to produce exactly for the school, what your uses are. Um, so I do that, and I also do um, personal consulting, so home cons- uh, consulting. So if you were to call me and say, Kim, okay, I'm ready. I want to take the plunge. I, I know that this is something that I want to get into. I don't know where to start. Um, I would come to your home, and we would walk through your your space, your yard space, um, have a look at sun, um, do a soil test, and then Ooh, we and then that's we would where talk. the biology comes that's in. right. Oh, that's, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. That well, that's key. Soil yeah, it is it's key so to important. any garden. I mean, it really is. Um, so, uh, and then from there we would go through. Okay, well, what um, what does your family like to eat? I mean, that's the very first question, right? What do you eat a lot of in the summertime? You right. know, Grow something you're actually going absolutely. to eat instead you of know, some obscure vegetable that... or, or, or exotic flower, which I mean may be right. lovely, but really if you're going to if you're going to spend energy and time to me um, in a garden space. Make it something that's useful. Make it something that's edible. Make it something yes. that, you know, You can really go and clip off for lunch. That's right. Yes. And, and you don't only get, obviously, that, you know, nutritional value out of the food, because if you're growing food yourself, you're getting the highest nutritional content you can possibly get out of your food. You also have that sense of accomplishment that we talked yes. about, right? Which yes. is huge. And I don't know, as a mom, I feel good when I'm feeding from the table.
0: So when I had my little garden for a couple of years, I also had a little kale salad bowl that I bought from Superstore. Right. And that thing grew great in just a potted plant. It wasn't in the ground. And I clipped from it all summer. Yes. So added to the other stuff I was already buying, but nothing tastes as good as fresh, cut vegetables I agree 100%. or fresh picked vegetables right. yeah. and to your point about the soil it matters a lot because a few years ago probably five or six years ago maybe more now a friend and I did the community gardens
2: yes and yeah. we wanted to
0: try it together and I grew up with gardens but I wasn't the one doing the gardening right, so right. We, we planted all our, our vegetables we were so excited and then we started harvesting the few little carrots and a little bit of lettuce and we're like boy this doesn't taste very good it was very bitter but we didn't fertilize the soil right. we didn't do anything that creates that sweetness I was like wow this was fun but now now we're kind of feeling left disappointed. empty disappointed. disappointed we spent all summer that's waiting right. and that's it tasted right. terrible I thought okay there's so many elements to gardening but I think if you have a little bit of education right and really that's all it takes it makes it a little bit I, easier I hate to, to hear and, and see
2: those stories that you know you've you've taken the plunge and you said, okay, I'm going to do this. And you put the energy in and you put the time in and you're excited. And then for whatever reason, be, you know, be it soil location, lack of knowledge, you, lack of knowledge <laughs> just lack that, of knowledge. Uh, that it came out lackluster, you know, yeah. I hate to hear those stories. So yeah. I really, um, I, I want to be able to help people kind of take that jump and get started and just give them yes. the basics to get going. so yes, I love mm-hmm. that.
0: Cause this feels like old world brought up to modern day, like being right. able to hire yourself someone like yourself who can just a little bit of tweaking right. can make it a really All fun experience. All the experience. Yeah. All the difference in the world. That's and insane. garden with yeah. people that
1: want to garden because back to your story of the community garden. <laughs> so I drugged the Shannon family about yes. four years ago <laughs> right? and off we went. so my husband and I and, and the three kids. And so if anybody had been listening outside the fence, it was like a really bad episode of family guy. <laughs> and there was a lot of swearing. Right. Um, yep. Yes. A lot of swearing, a lot of, uh, people dropping shovels. And so when we were all done, I went, wow, that was like an awful experience. So I was trying to create this beautiful, let's do this, you know, because I grew up with gardens. We had a family um, land at the Cambridge Narrows. So we had you know, acres of gardens. Right. And so I grew up with that. And I thought, well, geez, maybe we can do this in the city with the kids. And, and so anyways, I don't think anything grew. Like I went a few times and watered and, and nobody wanted well, to that, join me. yeah uh-huh. That's part of the reason yeah. why we wanted right.
0: to have the community garden was to have the kids join in. Yes. Well, you thought this will be exciting. And they were no. like, no, they're swearing involved. And I'm like, well, my kids were eight. So they, There wasn't any swearing involved at your house? My daughter got out there for a little bit, but there's a lot of care. And I thought they'd be excited because they're always excited to see it grow when it was on the side of the house, you know, but I was like, okay, they really, you know, they would like to eat it, but it was a major project for us.
2: You know, I don't know. Well, yes, yes, it can be. What I find... Intention is everything. (laughs) What I find with the kids, and this is probably the difference is that, um, uh, we're learning as we go. So as we're planting seeds, so, you know, planting seeds in itself isn't that exciting for kids, right? But if there is, you know, a, a learning process as they're going, um, it's much more engaging for them. So I find with my, my summer kids programs, what I see with them is that they, they really are paying attention. They really are listening. You know, when I say, okay, so this seed, you know, if, if we're going to go plant our garden, these seeds are all different sizes. They're all different shapes. They're all different colors. Are we going to treat them all the same? And, you know, they're looking at me like thinking, well, yeah, we would treat them the same. Well, no, we're not going to treat them the same. So you you don't plant them the same way, you know, and there's a learning process there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be the same with adults, I guess. But this is how I found that uh, I can get the engagement with children right right from seed all the way to harvest. So and and we literally do that in my gardens. We we do planting and then we go all the way on the very last day of our kids camps. We do um, a harvest day. So we go garden to table. We do all the harvesting. We do the washing preparing and then we make a beautiful meal together oh that's nice. amazing so they get the full process the full scope so yes. they see everything
1: mm-hmm. so now they have this skill imprinted that's right right that's that they right. can use and go home and encourage their parents that's the hope I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so is that that's happening the so there's the thing is like what is the gardening doing for these children like are they taking that home and and according saying to, to the parents, parents
2: yes according to the parents yes absolutely they're saying you know that we're, we're learning from our kids yeah, which you know absolutely. um and in terms of and this isn't this isn't the intention obviously but if you think about it you know these these huge companies you know you think of uh you know mcdonald's these huge corporations well they certainly market to the children right, right. we have this marketing yes. that's to, to the children and there's a reason for that because obviously through the children they're going to get to the parents so in a small way you know i'm kind of hoping that that's what will happen you know if the, if the kids are really keen and the Kids are going home and they're talking about what they learned and they're talking yeah. about the process and they're teaching their parents some things. The hope is that maybe it will encourage the family to maybe work on that together. Um, it feels like you're planting more than
0: plants; it's, you're planting <laughs> passions, right? Yeah, that's because the hope, even I right? grew up with the gardens as you did, Elaine, and so both of us tried to have the experience of bring the family to it in our own busy yes. lives. Yes. It's nostalgic. It's right. what you remember. Right. And also, I think in this very busy world, as you Lane said in your bio, you struggle with, you know, getting the kids off technology yes. more than just connecting to our food system. I think you're connecting back to the earth, connecting Go this, this idea of pulling away from all this busyness and going back to the things that matter and actually make you really happy. That's right. Yeah. So and, and how, what impact are you finding with the kids, like being out in the dirt and the, you know, the, there's always that struggle for technology.
2: That's right. Well, well, it's interesting because you really wouldn't think, you know, the very first year that I ran the kids' camps, and and also I have school visits too. So I have school children come in, and you know they are they are used to in the same way that that us adults are. They're used to that fast paced you know, yeah. uh, immediate gratification. Right. Plant huh. the seed, and then it's going to do this in an hour. That's right. It's yeah. not that it doesn't yeah. happen that way. So um, creating engaging material for them obviously is key. Um, but I think with um, with the kids in the, in the kids camp, they really, um, once I get them out into the space, you know, there, I don't limit them in terms of, you know, what they could try and, and there's kind of this, uh, freedom to learn. So I let them, uh, walk around the garden initially when they get there to kind of look at everything, to yes. ask questions so that to be curious, An to opportunity their, to be so curious. their curiosity is, it's not necessarily led by me. It's led by them. Yeah. Um it's amazing to me when i get them in there um what they're willing to try. So these are kids who are saying, "Well, I don't really like spinach and well, I've never tried rhubarb." And what i always tell them is, "All you have to do is try. Just give it a try and you might be surprised." And 9 times out of 10 that is the case. Wow. So wow. they're they're really surprising themselves. They surprise me because they're fully engaged. Um yeah, I, I we also do. I mean, we do this whole section on soil and uh, composting and earthworms. And because it's hands-on, and I think that's the difference between, um, you know, sitting in a chair in a classroom and trying to teach this type of material versus their hands are in the soil. They're getting dirty. Yes, they're touching they're, the worms. They're touching the worms. Oh, they awesome. have their magnifying glasses and they're really looking at the worms and, and learning about why that worm is important you know, and, and how it affects what we're doing here. Um, so so yeah, engagement and, and um, they're kind of you know it's child-led learning. Yes, I, yeah. I love that idea of taking the kids away from that technology
0: and allowing yes. them to be curious about something other than this this busy. You know, world that we live in because I think that we seem to be going astray and it's like they're losing all the skills because I know you said one of your missions is to understand why we need to make changes in our current food system so why do we need to do that you said the way we're doing it is not sustainable
2: no it isn't um and and this is because of the the reliance on uh, industrial agriculture so explain Um, that so industrial agriculture well when you go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. you know um probably seven out of ten times you're buying from um, uh, a farm that could be you know 1500 kilometers away 2,000 right. kilometers away um, so there's some in, in industrial commercial industrial agriculture there's a few issues there. Um, the first one really is that a lot of them depend on, you know, synthetic chemicals. So whether that's synthetic fertilizers, herbicides, Mm. because um, they're growing in mass quantities, because they're growing in mass quantities. And because, um, you know, farmers at this point in time, you know, their focus is on crop yield because they need to make some money. And I understand that, you know, these are people who are, you know, the farmers are, they're working their tails off, um, and they need the crop yield to be able to get their return. Um, the, the, only, the problem with that is that if they're not growing organically or if they're not um, focused on regenerating their soil, um, then what happens is those, those huge areas, uh, agriculture agricultural areas, excuse me, um, they, they eventually over time, um, they become a wasteland. So they'll take decades to repair that soil. So it's, it's, there's a few things happening there. There's um, soil erosion. Um, there's mineral depletion, um, and minerals in the in the soil are really important, so that the plants can better uptake nutrients, and and um, so that we can receive them by eating them. Yes. Well, and that's it too. So, I mean, if the if we don't have the minerals and the nutrients in the soil because it's been overworked, um, and it's and it's laden with chemicals, um, and we end up with erosion problems, um, we end up with our plants are growing in that soil because they're they have the help of chemical fertilizers, but the actual health of the soil each year is becoming less and less. So over time, of course, you're going to reach a point where you can't grow in that soil anymore, right? Mm. Um, so, I mean, there's there's so many things happening there. If, if we're constantly depending on that type of agriculture, um, it's going to hit a point where, okay, we can't grow here anymore. Um, so to me, if our over-reliance on that, um, you know, if, if we can shift to things like maybe growing some, I mean, like even just one or two food plants, you know, collectively that could make huge change. Um, but also, you know, your local farmers, your local farmers who are trying to grow organically or they're working, um, it's called regenerative agriculture. So regenerative agriculture focuses on soil health. So as opposed to industrial commercial agriculture, which um, their focus is crop yield, you have uh, regenerative agriculture that is more focused on soil health. So they actually, the farmers who are focused on soil health are giving back to the soil. They're putting back into the soil. So it's not just a constant taking. Mm. And how would they do that? Uh, Well, they're probably things like um, cover crops. Um, so cover crops are basically, and we have one of these at our farm right now because we have a half acre field that we want to put into production either next year or the year after. And so what we're going to do before we take from that field is we're going to put into it. Um, so essentially a cover crop is a crop that you plant that you're not going to eat, you're not going to sell, you're, you're growing it for the soil. So you're growing it to turn What a metaphor. Wow. So you're going to give to it before you give take. Give before you take. Right. Gosh, and this is That's big. beautiful. It is. And, and then you can feel better about the fact that, okay, now that we've fed into the system now it's time to take out and after you do that for a couple of years you know and really you can do cover crops annually um but the idea is that you're you you want to have your your microbes in the soil you know obviously you want to have your earthworms in the soil there's life in there and you have to feed into that before you can be taking constantly Um, and then on top of that if you have really really healthy soil um, and this is why i was saying if you're going to have a garden it starts with soil If you have really healthy soil, you're not going to need those synthetic chemicals. You're not going to need those. It's going to have everything. It's going to have that life in there that supports plant health
1: so when wow. my grand so we had our gardens my grandfather always rotated crops mm-hmm. like every year right. he would have certain things in different fields yes. and then he would let the field grow over right one year and i mean back in the in the day when we were picking rocks at six in the morning every spring right we, and we didn't understand it right. was like oh good grampy's at the door at the cottage right yes get up we're picking rocks and my friends was like didn't we do that last year <laughs> right and like <laughs> i think we have to do it every year right. but i didn't understand mm-hmm. all of the things mm-hmm. that he did and i mean he he didn't come from farming. He just came to it, right? And now, yeah. listening
0: to, I understand a lot more of why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was something right. that was passed down. Then, if he was in the garden, he probably learned it from somebody well, else. Like I, I used to hear, his all mother these. probably they, yeah, was probably they a gardener talked about it, right? Like if you garden, they have experience that you pass on, right? That w- we've lost because people have stopped doing it. I mean, I remember having large a uh, one field that was just a potato field. And right. the, all those potatoes got picked and went into the cold cellar. And I remember, um, like I guess, my parents or grandparents going down to the cold cellar. and there was the turnip section, and the carrot section, and the potato section. And I oh. thought that was cool that you got to go shopping in your own basement <laughs> right. For, right. you know it, you didn't get that stuff from the store at that time. That's right. And uh, so over time, I guess we've just lost that as as, as we've our whole our lives have shifted um, for you know for better, but we've left some of these. These beautiful things behind that are so important for our own health. Absolutely. Well, well we've given the Absolutely.
1: responsibility of feeding ourselves, like the away. health.
0: Care. Right, we've handed that away. Well, if right. you go into the grocery store, most of the food is dead. Like they say, shop the perimeter. I mean, if you really pay attention and you become conscious in your life, consciousness everywhere, even going into the grocery store, you go up and down these aisles, Mm -hmm. it's crackers Mm -hmm. and cookies, it's dead food. I mean, anything that's alive or came from something that was alive is like in the vegetable section or the meat section or whatever, but anything else is just... Manufactured, yes. and I have children with peanut allergies, so I am a label reader and have been for a long time. And once you start reading labels, right. you really go, "What the heck is that?" Right, and you think we're putting this into our bodies and try to minimize that now. Um, so I think it, you know, it's a great interest in if you can eat well.
2: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: And, and I mean, even affected. in those
2: grocery stores, you know, you're you even if you were to buy all vegetables and fruit you know you know technically half of our plate now is supposed to be vegetables and fruit right well i mean if we're if we're purchasing from places that we don't know what they have how they have treated the soil how they have treated those plants um and then of course there's the issue of transportation so if we're talking about things like um not only personal health, but if we're talking about environmental health, um, you know, you've got transportation there, you know. Adding to the carbon footprint. Right, adding to the carbon footprint. So that's, you know, um, you've got your your emissions there, you've got refrigeration that's required for the two weeks, you've got the time from harvest to plate. So all of those things, you know, they're leading to uh, nutrient depletion of the foods, they're adding to the carbon emission problem that's contributing to climate change. You know, we've got all of these elements that Um, this is where I feel like we can make these small changes, you know, to me, you know, in the same way that we all have our recycling bins now at the end of our driveways, I really believe that we're at a point where it's not that difficult to throw a couple of food plants in and just start, just start with something small and, and slowly build, Right? That sounds like a great call to action for our listeners. I'm hoping everybody you know, gets your tries, That's your yeah. tries, Get your rhubarb. And I don't have I, that much rhubarb.
1: I can't share with everybody. So right. Dan, right. Dana's getting some for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know, you know, those types of things. The other thing with um, with growing your own is that. I think people also think, well, I couldn't preserve it, you know, be really hard to preserve these plants. And because in the same way that we had the root cellars and we had those carrots and turnips down in the basement, um, you know, there was a time where it wasn't just that you grew through the season, it was also that, um, you know, our our grandparents, they knew how to preserve it. Absolutely. We we had a whole, we had enough vegetables from the summer. To last
1: up until all, yeah. March or April, like that's we right. were eating. But what we did was they blanched it, yes. and they froze it. Right now, yeah. we've lost our power way too many times here in Frosty yeah. <laughs> to trust a deep freeze, right? Right. Unless you had, have... but that's but what preserving we did. was but we a, did. another We preserved, day. and so we yeah. were city kids. I mean, we lived in the city, but there we were. You know, we had we had all these beautiful gardens, and we ate from them. And I was just I was at the grocery store today buying some blueberries for us for later. And I remember Nanny's blueberry patch in yes. the backyard. and yeah. she she would be sitting out there, and she yes. would pick enough to make a little pie for lunch. Like right. she was always foraging. I love all that yes.
2: talk. It just makes me excited for I know. This <laughs> and I'm like, oh, blueberry pie. Yeah, I just put blueberries in my garden last so, fall. So, are they? So, so
1: what are they called? Because Nanny's blueberries grew wild. Like they, there was just there was a whole field.
2: Right, yeah, and and what I have is um, that I put it into the garden space. Now this is in the fenced-in garden area yes. because, of course, you have to have a lot of what I grow. I do have to have fenced. Um, it might there, be like Fort Knox in there. I, well, <laughs> the a, look, get a little over, bit, under, a little bit, That's yeah. right. Um, but I did put uh, some. I added fruit last fall, so I've been oh. doing vegetables for so long, and I thought, you know what, if I'm going to try to. Um, learn as I go because that's one of the beautiful things about gardening too is that it's it's an ongoing learning process and I'm a lifelong learner so I'm always looking to learn new things you can't ever know it all so that's kind of a fun part of it too Um, but I thought okay I've been doing vegetables for a really long time I haven't really experimented with fruits so I added high bush blueberries and I added strawberries and uh, even kiwi kiwi We can here? grow kiwi what? here. Yeah, wow. now they're not the, they're not the ones that you that you think of, you know, from New Zealand. They're the yes. big, you know, great big guys. But um, they're about the size of uh, grape. Um, same flavor, and you just eat the whole the whole skin, <gasps> the whole thing. Um, yep. Yeah, and grow, is it a vine? They grow on a vine. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so I added those to the garden this year too. They're in the fenced in area. Um, but like I said you know, I don't want people to think oh well I, I absolutely have to have a fence if I want to grow any of my food plants there are tons of alternatives out there that if you are yes. not ready for the fencing yet you don't want too much of an investment um, there are lots of alternatives that you can Do you have try those on like, right your website
0: air. or anything? Because that would be a great resource just to go
2: online to to have and, have a and list be able to outside. find out what
0: can we grow because I think that's half the battle if, we, if you don't have success like you said you get disappointed and right. that's it like, I
2: don't yet yeah. I'm you know, thinking that's a great it, list to start hey, I've got chives yeah. in the
0: rhubarb I'm like okay okay, Kim, what, what else, else can, can I, I put in? Right. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a
2: really good idea. I don't yeah. yet. You know, I, I come up with all of these ideas, but the actual time to sit down, yes. and maybe this is what my winter months need to be focused yes. on is kind of creating some more, um, you know, user-friendly info for people who are yes. just trying to start. And even for, I was reading an article this morning, uh, actually about... Um, you know, plants that you can be starting right now, you know, it's the heat of summer, we're in July, almost August, and you think, okay, well, the garden season is coming to a close, really, or we're nearing the end of it, but it really isn't. You know, we're, we're kind of midpoint, which is beautiful because we've we've gone through the whole spring season. We've done our yeah. Well, I've done my seeding, certainly in <laughs> March, and, um, and now we've got these these vegetables that are coming to fruition and we're harvesting all kinds of things, but it's also time that you can now seed again. So there are certain So crops. there's a second seeding. Right. There really is. So yeah, we've so, got this. So it's not too late if somebody wants to try it something. It absolutely is not too late and, and really if you wanted to build a garden, it's you can build a garden anytime. Really, um, you know, fall is a great time to build a garden because you, you, you have time to prep your soil, you have time to cover it and have it all ready so that in the spring, food for thought. Right. You're, already, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're getting organized. That's right. <laughs> you're, you're speaking getting, my uh, language. You're, you're, right. So you get it all ready well in advance, you have that bed ready to go so that in the spring. Spring, you can enjoy ready. the process. That's right. Yeah. Instead of having to think about, okay, well, how am I going to build this? And, and you're in a hurry, right? Because it seems right. like our spring. It always seems know. like you're behind. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me when about it. When you do the garden. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we, mom and I had talked about this because my parents just moved into our house. Mm-hmm. So we've split our house into two families. And okay. mom's like, we just need to have a tiny garden. Cause she always right, had one at the right. place of the Narrows, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay. And she and and so we're looking around our yard. She goes, "What if we just move all these, you know, ugly shrubs out of right. the back of your house, right. And just plant the garden right here? It's full sun. Yes. And I'm like, hmm, okay, absolutely. So we can prepare that this fall,
2: 100%. so that next year and get those ugly shrubs 100%. out of there.
1: Yeah. Yep. And put in so some so it comes food. down
2: to you know basically just clearing a space or making a space available whether that's removing sod or whether it's taking out some shrubs or maybe you have some flowers you know in the front of your house in a really sunny spot that you like but really what purpose are they serving you know or you, or you could work they're around well, right now they're feeding right. the deer if you're that's a, <laughs> right. right my hostas right. that were
1: beautiful up until a week ago when yes. I was bragging yes I came home the other night and there she is mm-hmm. standing right in the middle of them mm-hmm. having the feast of her life she's the salad like so I knew it the was the salad bar. Bar. I did and so, all my neighbors <laughs> are. Like, why are your hosses looking so nice? And I'm like... Not now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She got theirs first and then got mine later. Right, so I yeah. mean, in, in
2: those spaces, if we could replace even some ah. of those spaces with edible plants. And the
1: rhubarb leaves are huge yeah, and, big big and big and, and lovely. Yeah. I'm thinking, because I
0: get most of my sun in the front of the house, mm-hmm. uh, and Dana. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I can take out some plants that are deer-eat anyway Oh, absolutely. and make a little area yes. that, because that's the biggest struggle, is finding a place that has a lot of sun yes. during the day. So right. that that's interesting. Now, you mentioned, uh, I think, in your information that you educated and inspire people like home uh, school and business have you hooked up with businesses and, and help them
2: anybody growing gardens? Well, my my uh, my hope there is that not yet, not yet. Um, I, uh, well actually we we're gonna say to, it right now. I, I think it's a <laughs> yeah. great idea what yeah. I would love to see and I don't know how many businesses have this type of space but it would what would be fantastic in my opinion is if we if there were businesses that, that did have any kind of an outdoor space, um, I'm thinking specifically about a school in particular, uh, sis Middle School. They have a courtyard in the center of the building, an outdoor space. And you were talking about, you know, tearing your shrubs out and yes. in a, So they had this beautiful outdoor space, um, but it was shrubbery. So it was, you know, for me as a food gardener, I'm looking at it going, oh, that's such wasted space. (laughs) You know, there's beautiful full sun. and, And protected. And protected from the deer. There's no fencing required. And I just, I would love to see that they tore out all of the shrubs. And they they're building a food garden there oh, for the kids. Awesome. Bravo. So I did some so advising awesome. on that, and um, this is where you start. This is what you're going to need. This is how much compost. This is how you're going to prepare your beds, um, and measurements and recommendations. Um, also, uh, you know, crop rec- recommendations. But but back to business. So what I what I would love to see is if there were businesses locally that had a space or even whether it's on concrete or not, you can build a raised bed, right? You know, create a raised bed yes. space where it's, whether it's for your customers or whether it's for your employees to kind of have that quiet space, because here's something that we don't talk about often enough in my opinion is um, obviously we have the nutritional um, value of homegrown food, which is fantastic. But we also, you know, there's another way that gardens really uh, add to uh, personal health and that's through mental health. Right you know, if you can, we all know that, you know, being in nature, um, being quiet, being more mindful of what you're doing, you know, if you, if you can be in that type of space, well, that really lends to good mental health. Absolutely. Right? So for me, if the business side of things, what, what I'd love to see, um, is more businesses to kind of create that kind of a space. Yes. That like a meditative right. space where so. people can go. Can you imagine yes. midday being able to oh. just get a break? You know, let go for go, right. go nibble. That's and right. you just go and maybe right. pull
0: weeds or help contribute to to the garden what whatever have a meal at the this, end of the season with your right. your staff that's and, right and, and th- talk about team leadership Right. You, know, right, you know, building teams and what a, a fantastic way to do that.
2: And really to, to decompress. So, de-compress. you know, imagine having a yes. space halfway through the day where you can go and you can just step away from it for a moment yes. and be in an entirely different type of environment, mm-hmm. you know, to get centered again and get back to your day. I mean, yes. we, we we know some businesses, we've heard of businesses that are, you know, they provide exercise programs and that right. sort of yes. thing that promotes um, physical and mental wellness, health. Well, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and wellness, yep. I think a garden space does exactly that. It's another you know? dimension. It's another to to provide that kind of um... and I think
0: the mental health side of it is so important I know I have a notch, she always picks me oodles of blueberries wild blueberries every year mm-hmm. and she says she loves picking them and yes. I would say oh like that's so long to pick them like a two liters takes mm-hmm. you an hour right. at least yeah and she goes I love it yes she because she's just there picking them and she's picking the leaves off that's them and she right. goes it gets me away from like your monkey mind right that's right and
2: it's a it's very meditative so I think it's absolutely you know, that it really back is in nature so and it's yeah it's the connection with nature it's grounding is that, that quiet right? space. what's happening do you think or well,
0: what's your experience what are all the things that happen when we connect with nature in that way, picking berries, growing them.
2: Well it's it's that uh, opportunity to step away from the fast mm-hmm. pace that we're all living. It's a, it's an opportunity to step away from technology which we're all bombarded with. Yes. Um and, and this is and there are lots of benefits to that you know side of our, our lifestyles mm-hmm. but you know creating opportunities to really just quiet down mm. be still be more meditative um and, and not think about all of those things. Yeah. You know that mind mindfulness where, you know, you have a task to do in the garden. Well, you know, for me, I'm focused on that task. You know, I'm not in the garden, you know, surrounded by flowers and beautiful food thinking about the 17 things that are on my to-do list (laughs) because they're going to be there when I get back. But it's it's that um, opportunity to be outdoors and be surrounded by uh, plant life. Um, I think it's always amazing if you're digging in the garden and you mm -hmm. feel the coolness of the
0: earth Mm -hmm. and then you see a little ladybug walk Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. or it's just all the... The whole microcosm that's happening in that's the garden. Right. To make that you, that's, garden. You get distracted right. by that, right? This stillness. It's almost like you you know, you have something to focus on other than all the other things that are going on in your absolutely, life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you happen to get out to St. Martin's, mm-hmm. they've they've done a beautiful
1: job of building gardens. So all along the main road in Saint Martin's, they yeah. have they have garden boxes and benches. And there's a little sign that says, you know, this is for you. This is for everybody. And right. if you see something and it's growing, like Eat it and enjoy.
2: I love it. So so St. Martin's
1: has been doing this for probably, oh gosh, maybe five years that they built these. And so it's all the way down the main drag. And then you can sit there. And I'm just in awe. Yes. Like every year of how it genius, expands. And right? there's the little, what are the flowers that you can eat? Are they the nasturtiums? Nasturtiums. Yes. Yeah. So they've got nasturtiums, they've got strawberries in them. Uh, they have chives. And so they don't have a huge deer problem in St. Martin's, which is okay. helpful. Uh, but yes. uh, but I think most of those things would be deer resistant. But that is a great example of a village right you know really adding to that that i guess the mental health side of it
2: well and 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 before they even got started on that somebody or or many people collectively recognize the value in that right and so that is where we're at right now is um trying to help people recognize the value in growing some of your own food because it's not just about the nutritional value of the food it's also about that the the whole holistic approach Mm. right where you're talking about your physical health you're talking about your mental health you're talking about environmental health and, you know, a garden space can, kind of covers all of all those, those spaces, things. Right? right? And that's where we're at right now. We need more of that. And yeah. and
1: connection with friends and family. Absolutely. So when you're gardening with people that like to garden with you, not your kids maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but people like your friends yeah. or or right. you know, people in your community.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I have friends come over, and um, you know, even even just girlfriends that come over that uh, you know to walk through the space. Yeah. And that, and that must just, be just, just that alone. You know, I've, I've got a couple of chairs down in the corner <gasps> that you know, and I put some patio lights above the space, so it's 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 quite a magical spot, really. And you can create that in a really small way. You can create it in a really big way. Um, it's just really, like I said, it's a matter of just getting. Started, so it's just about getting over that initial hurdle. You know, mm. it's really not as hard as you think, it's not going to take all of your time. You're not going to have to devote your summer to creating a garden, you're just not. Well,
0: I think everybody just took a, a deep sigh of relief, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I think we can yeah. do this, Dana. That's right,
2: you can do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah. We'll have to have a soul sister garden community. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if people are interested in getting started and want to find out about your services, how do they connect with you? Where can they find you? Oh, there's a few different
2: places. So uh, you can find me on Facebook under Axel Gardens. and uh, A-X-I-L. A-X-I-L, Gardens. A-X-I-L, Axel Gardens. And um, there's actually even a tab there where you can just send an email or you can message me there. So I have my messenger business okay. messengers open. Um, you can send me, you can go directly to my website. And that's www.axelgardens.com, and there's lots of info there, and there's also a place there at the very bottom of the page where you can just send a message, get in touch, um, and uh, and I'll get back to you. Oh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that's a good idea for a lot of people who are. Thinking
0: about it, have, yeah, you know, because I, I know lots of people are interested in that, but it's yes. finding but the it's time the and fear, it, right? and the right. easy point fear of it being rating.
2: Big, well, it is, and it's also, you know, we all struggle with this, and I think that uh in in life in general, we struggle with kind of the fear. It's fear one fear, more thing. Right? Well, yes. Oh, yes, it's my garden's going to die. That's right. And, and oh, I have black <laughs> thumbs, and oh, I'm black <laughs> here, thumbs. Oh, yeah, I hear this all the time. I've never heard of that. I yes. know what a green thumb yes. is, but a black one is you kill everything. That's right. Okay. So I hear this all the time. Oh, I've got black thumbs. I mean, I'm not even going to bother. So I, I mean, mean for those people, um it was it was so great really. running yeah. well it's fair though. I mean, if yeah. you well, I have houseplants and i killed my houseplants and, um, you know, I think that it's just that little bit of, of knowledge to get yes, started yeah. and, and the and, confidence, right? That little bit of self confidence. Yes. And so I, I did a workshop, um, one thing that I do, I also do work. We didn't talk about this at all, but I do workshops in my garden space. So, um, in yeah, the tell spring, us about those. Yeah. yeah, so we did, I did a few, I, I not only offer them in the garden space, but I also go to other venues. So, um, back in March before we were really technically gardening outside because it's just still winter here. Um, um, I did a workshop on microgreens. So microgreens are essentially uh, the same crop. like For instance, it would be a radish crop or um, a broccoli crop. But what you're doing is you're sowing the seeds really, really closely. Um, and you're essentially eating uh, the next stage. We've all heard of sprouts. And eating sprouts in yes. your sandwiches, um, so it's a it's the next growth stage of a sprout. So it actually has a full root system and it has those first leaves, um, and so that's something really easy that all of us can be growing indoors all year round. Indoors, indoors. Oh, so that's okay. a windowsill crop, and that's one food item that, like I said, you know, if everybody was growing a little bit of just one or two, just to get started, it would make collectively huge change. So I think that you know that kind of workshop was fantastic for the winter months I may do some more of those mm. in the fall um, and then we did uh, a sip and seed at the St. John Ale House so that was really fun okay. so that was a first for me and um, I had uh, basically a, a seed kit so we, I brought a selection of different seeds based on what people um, wanted to grow mm-hmm. did a quick background on okay well if you have this type of outdoor space in terms of light um, these are the crops that you want to choose and they went home with the their handout and the knowledge they needed to get started um, I've had them send uh, me pictures since then and they're super excited because they grew. Yeah. They actually grew and (laughs) they (laughs) turned their black thumb into a green thumb. Yeah. And so for me that's a huge win because these are people who are, you know, they are interested and they want to get started, but it's just it's tricky to get that know-how without having to spend hours and hours in front of a a computer or Googling it all. And that's and actually that's quite different anyway. It's a different type of learning than doing the hands-on. So uh that was a great workshop. And then we did um in June we did a gardening with kids workshop in the garden. So that was a parent and child, which was fantastic. Oh, lovely. Um, and that was really lovely to see the, the parents and the children kind of doing this project together and both of them being equally excited. So that mm. was fun. Um, and then I did a home herb garden workshop as well as uh, a salad bar workshop so build your own Ooh, salad bar uh-huh. we just did little pots and you can take those put those out in your back deck wow. um so I give you know recommendations okay well what's your what's your back deck space like are you going to have lots of sun or are you only going to have a little bit of sun you know and talk yes. about that with them so that they know oh okay well I'm not going to put my basil on my shady patio because that could be the reason that it hasn't right. succeeded right. you know
0: <laughs> we <laughs> <right? think that laughs> just because you know, the
2: plant it should grow anywhere well that's and it's it, yeah. it. they all have different requirements this yeah same way I was talking about the seeds do the plants do as well, right? Yes. So, and 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 the light bulbs go on and people go, oh, okay, well maybe it's not me. <laughs> Maybe it's not my black thumbs. I actually stop labeling yourself, people. That's right. right. Give yourself (laughs) a chance. So um, yeah, so the workshops were they were a hit this year. They sold out, um, which was great. And so do um, you have those ongoing? Well, not every now and again you'll put one on. Uh, Well, I did spring. Um, So I did those five workshops in the spring, and then um, last fall I had done a couple of fall gardening Mm. workshops because, like I said, we're at this point now where we can actually start seeding again. Um, because we're, we have two more months of growing yes. and so things like lettuce or people are like oh my lettuce is done now um, my lettuce is going to seed um, and that's when lettuce tends to get bitter so it sends up a flower stalk out of the center of the plant and people th- you know they're picking the it's up done going, this this <laughs> tastes awful Why, you know, I, I'm doing something wrong here I get the it's bad like, No, no that's just the developmental stage of the plant oh. and it's time now to take that out and reseed. Oh, so, okay, so you literally
0: take it out yeah
2: I leave the roots in I chop mine right at the base so that you leave the roots in the soil because because again, we're feeding the soil, right? Right. So you just so, plant next to it, or so right I, you can on plant top, right over it. top, really? wherever you like. Yep. Oh. So I usually, when I'm when I'm changing over beds or turning over beds, um, I leave the root system of the plant in. I recompost, another layer of compost. So again, you're feeding that soil, and then sometimes I'll add some amendments if I need extra nitrogen or. Um, But they're all organic amendments. And then I seed. So that's what I'll be doing over the next uh, week or two so that I have my fall crops um, that you can... There's lots of ways to extend your season, too, that we don't realize. You know, we think our first frost comes and we're done, but there are ways that you can extend your season. So, um, you know, plastic coverings, tunnels, hoops, row cover will protect some of those frost-sensitive plants so that you can actually grow well into October. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow, this has been an education. (laughs) And it's inspiring,
0: very and I'm yeah. a little hungry, and I want a yeah. blueberry pie from Nanny. Yes. It's not with yeah, us no
1: anymore, kidding. but God, her blueberry pies yeah. were good. Yes. Yeah. They always, everything tasted so much, like you said, Dana, yes. so much better mm-hmm. from the garden. Yes. I mean, it just. Yeah, it it just takes you back to for me a childhood. Yes. Probably yeah, yourself. There's nothing yes.
0: like a carrot. I mean, there was a yeah. time like a it, dirty
2: carrot. It's dirty. Well, carrot. The dirt this off is what, eat my, the kid, carrots this what my kids do. The kids that come to but the garden. But you think about the snacks. The kids. They're, they're like, oh, well, should we should we wash it? I'm just wiping <laughs> on your shirt. <laughs> On your Do it, shirt, it old you're school. Good. Do it old school. Yeah, because and really that's what it is. We're like it's it's kind of going back, and this is one of the things I actually have on my website is kind of returning to old school. Returning, old school, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, think, I think we're that, nostalgic for that time. And I think so, and and there, and there is a way. You know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be this fast-paced, high-tech. Right. You know, and, and then we we leave all of that in the past. All of the, the 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 opportunity for growing. We don't have to food. get rid of our electricity we, and all that <laughs> no, and go back. That's and, right. No, Although, but we can have a healthy balance. Tempting. But we, we can,
0: can have, have a healthy, healthy balance. balance. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, Of so yes. both.
0: Of both. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add
2: about Axel Gardens? Now that you have the mic, is there anything oh, we haven't covered? T- no. <laughs> I think we covered everything, <laughs> it's really. really. It's I mean, good. most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, good. I'm just, I'm looking for people who are interested. Um, and I would I guess basically what I'd like to emphasize is that it's not too late at this point to put a garden yeah. in. That's to the start exciting thinking part. About, yeah. So fall, like I said, like fall would be a fantastic time. Um, To start thinking about, okay, well, if I put it in now, um, you could even get your first crop in, such as garlic. So garlic is a fall. Garlic? Uh, Yes. So you get your garlic in in the fall. So you build your garden this fall, put your garlic in in October, you've already got your first crop in the ground, which is really exciting. I have a neighbor who has
0: asparagus, and I'm jealous every year she has a um, a a a crop of it on Facebook.
2: And I'm like, I didn't realize it was a perennial yes it is yeah no asparagus takes a little bit longer to establish itself so uh, asparagus is um and this is where i may be hard to believe but i may be a little bit impatient but uh, i the the asparagus takes about three years to fully come to the point where you're going to get these nice harvests so i actually Uh don't have asparagus that's an investment Uh, that's an investment that's a bigger investment that's right i like the next year space right so that's that's investment the space but, but I love the idea of, of
0: something coming up that I don't have to plan. I'm like, yes. oh, this one's already going. Yes. There you go, Dana. Oh, that's
2: right. <laughs> so things like like blueberries, your yes. strawberries. So any of those perennial vegetables yes. that are going to come back, and this is what I was saying. You know, with the chives and the rhubarb, they're super easy. Yeah. You know, you put them in once. Basically, it's very basic care. You know, from the yes. time you put them in the ground. From so year even to those year. black thumbs, even can those those, turn into a green absolutely. Thumb with absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. this has been awesome. Thank you, Kim. Thank this you, Kim. Great. Wow. Thank you for having me. This is fun. This is <laughs> <would be> awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I'm Dana Lloyd. And I'm Elaine Shannon. You've been listening to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast. You can connect with Dana at danalloydleadership.com, and you can connect with Elaine at elaineshannon.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join us for more Soul Sister Conversations. Thanks for listening.